It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app now on all your iOS devices, or I believe there's also a beta available on Android. And join me tomorrow. That's Friday at game time, which is 2.20, against the Cubs as we live chat the game that Vladimir Gutierrez is making his Major League debut. That's Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to recap. Oh, never mind. We're not going to recap again because it's still going on. Yet another game suspended by inclement weather for the Reds. They're going to finish it today. Beginning at 2.05, they're going to pick up where they left off in the bottom of the fourth inning, down 3 nothing to the Nationals. And uh, they had Brad Brack on the mound. He, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a weird game. We're going to talk about all of that here on today's show. There's also some huge injury news, not just Jeff Hoffman leaving the game hurt, but also Nick Senzel. And we, we got to slap a turn on him, something that we've been avoiding, but now is unavoidable. We're going to talk about that. And I want to take a brief look around the minor leagues as the Reds have just officially made it official that Vladimir Gutierrez will be the starter on Friday. We're going to get to all of that here today. Before we do, though, make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds, and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159-4. Lots of tweets and lots of stuff. Make sure that you get your questions, comments, reactions, everything that you've got in for tomorrow's Jeff's Junk Mail episode. That's at the Locked On Reds line number or on the Twitter handles. 
So with the game getting pushed back or suspended, paused, we're on pause right now. That's that, that's what it is. I, I've been trying to figure out exactly how to uh, quantify it. But yes, the game is on pause and will continue today. But uh, with that being said, there are some other storylines that we need to talk about. The biggest of which, and really probably would have overshadowed the result of last night's game, is the announcement that Nick Senzel will be having knee surgery. Now, it's not reconstructive knee surgery, but it's like a scope. That still means that he's going to be out for probably at least a month. I don't know that bust is the right term, but I think it's official. We can definitely call him injury prone. I know that that was kind of the... Oh, do we really want to label him that because he's had this injury and that injury and this injury doesn't build off of that injury and then he's got this other injury? Yeah, no, he's injury prone. And to be a bust, I think you have to perform worse than your expectations. And don't get me wrong, his performances have not been anywhere near the expectations of the number two pick in the draft. And he was, as I like to always have called him, the promised prospect. He never lived up to that, and he hasn't yet. And don't get me wrong, it's only a third year in the major leagues. That being said, we can officially label him injury prone. And that's a problem moving forward because... Anybody knows if you are labeled injury prone, the rest of your development, the rest of your career has questions. How much are you actually going to be on the field? If you factor in, say he's going to be out for the month of June, which is highly likely. That means that it will be guaranteed that he will miss the one expectation that I had for him this year, and that is play 140 games. He's not going to get to that mark. And that is unfortunate to see because we're talking about a guy who the team basically said, and, and they didn't say specifically, like, just wait for Nixon though, just wait. But there was this overtone to everything. There was this overtone to they left holes in the roster for him. They made sure that they could bring him up and give him a spot in center field and all of this other stuff. And, and, and the losing there were plenty of people that were just like, all right, well, they're not good right now, but just wait till Nick Senzel comes up to take off. Just wait till Senzel gets to the major leagues. I think we're still kind of waiting. Now, yeah, he's got some games under his belt, but if you add up his three years worth of games, it's barely a full season. A little bit more than a full season worth in three years. And then, of course, year two in 2020 it's not as if that was his fault there were only 60 games to be had but he didn't even play half of those we're talking about an injury prone player and if that doesn't put a chip on his shoulder I don't know what will the the when I examine kind of what happened last time if you watch he was trying to get to a ball that ultimately was foul whenever he was playing third base a couple of weeks ago and it was like he extended his body awkwardly, and whenever he landed, he landed hard on his leg. But it really didn't look like it was weird. Like, I've seen plenty of bad landings in sports, whether you're talking about uh, guys in football, guys in basketball. I don't want to get to specific examples, because some of you probably know them and are probably trying to block those memories out of your 
your mind, but yeah, you've seen plenty of awkward landings. Nixon Zell's landing really didn't look that awkward. And now he has to have surgery. That is an injury-prone player. So for his personal career, I mean, he's definitely got to have a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. He's got something to prove that injury-prone will not hamper him next year or for the rest of this year for matter because he's going to be back this year, hopefully. But I also look at this for the Reds, and that is, do you really think, and this is the big question in something that we will talk about a lot more as we go throughout the season, because honestly, based on his performance, I was going to ask this question anyway, and I was hoping that I didn't have to, but the time has come. Can the Reds count on Nick Senzel? Can the Reds pencil him on the roster in spring training each year and count on him to help them win games? Because the if the answer is no, it's time to move on. If the answer is no, time to find another plan. Time to go to plan B or plan C or whatever letter in the alphabet that they're finally at. It feels like we might be at plan like double letters now for how the Reds are going to win next year. Might be on plan like double C or something. I don't know. So when you look at what the Reds have to figure out with Nixon Zell, it's even more of a head scratcher than Nixon Zell himself. Because he seems like a fit dude. You never hear any reports like, ooh, Nixon Zell came in out of shape. Nixon Zell came in overweight to camp. He's always been in shape and he's an athletic player. We're not talking about a, you know, the the the, uh, the buzzwords that you always hear from broadcasters like, "Ooh, he's a scrappy guy. He he's a real go-getter. He he tries real hard. Got grit." He's you know, words that you basically always heard people talk about Ryan Friel with. RIP Ryan Friel. But when it comes to Nixon Zell, we always knew he was an athlete. Now we know that he's injury prone. And the questions that that raise, uh, the questions that are raised by that are concerning ones, given how much we were told the future kind of depends on this dude. The future is uncertain now because of this. And we'll talk a lot more about this as the season grows on, but that was my initial thought whenever, and I'm sure that was your thought too. This is not, I, I'm, it's not as if I'm on some kind of wavelength that I'm just uh, revealing to you that you probably weren't aware of. This is probably a thought that most people had. And I know that I've seen the word bust and things like that. I don't, I still think that I'm holding off on the word bust, but I'm definitely using the word injury prone. There is no more tiptoeing around it. Nixon Zell is injury prone. All right, coming up here in the next segment, there was another injury in the suspended game that we're waiting to finish today. Uh, we're going to talk about that and what that means for a brand new Red who is about to make his Major League debut on Friday. Before we get into all of that, though, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. Did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. And they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com today and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts that your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. So before the game was suspended, the game was taking forever. In fact, the first couple of innings felt like they took the entire day. Felt like you played, at least as far as time constraints are concerned, feels like you played a whole game just to get through the first two innings. And part of that was due to an injury to Jeff Hoffman. He left the game early with what the Reds termed shoulder soreness. There are two areas of the body, whenever you're talking about a pitcher leaving a game early, that immediately you just go, oh, it's the elbow and it's the shoulder. Because it could be any number of things. It could be something that, okay, well, maybe he just threw a pitch wrong and he will be fine for his next start. Even I'm not that optimistic. When you hear shoulder soreness, especially in a guy like Jeff Hoffman that relies on his breaking pitch as much as he does, uh, I don't. uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. And he was having a ton of problems with control. I mean, he's had control issues all year. We talked about the four walks that he had, or at least I've been tweeting about the four walks that he had in his most recent start, which if you look at the rest of his box score, that start was pretty amazing. He only gave up two hits. He only allowed one run and he had seven strikeouts, but in those five innings, he allowed four walks before he was pulled for his shoulder soreness injury yesterday. Jeff Hoffman had walked five in an inning and a third. It's something that I believe has been building up to what is now termed shoulder soreness. And I, I only uh, fret for the news that will follow as there is more information gathered on it. So that opens up yet another hole on this roster. 
And I know every team in Major League Baseball is dealing with injuries to some extent. And you could even look at like the Brewers and guys like that who have probably dealt with injuries to a larger capacity. I will say this, though. Most of those teams are deeper than the Reds. The Reds have a talented first wave. You know, if you want to look at it that way, their first wave of players are talented. The second wave is question mark because where's it coming from? Vladimir Gutierrez was called up the other day officially because we had been speculating who was going to start on Friday as the Reds had said that they were going to use that day as a spot starter to get everybody on good rest. Um, And with Wade Miley going on the injured list, that was what was going to happen. So Gutierrez got the call. And it was all well and good to think of, okay, it's a spot start. It's a nice little audition for him. Let's see what happens. Now there's a little bit more that's attributed to this. Because I don't know that Jeff Hoffman is going to be on the shelf for a short term. It could very well be a long time. And if he's on the shelf for a while, a guy that, while he had his flaws, he was at least holding down a rotation spot with Wade Miley already on the injured list and with Michael Lorenzen having no certain timetable for his return, there are some holes in this rotation that need to be filled. And Vladimir Gutierrez is definitely a candidate for that. So let's talk about Gutierrez for a minute here. I I was very pleased to see that he was getting the call. And you always get these stories. I love one of the best things about baseball. I, I know we belabor the fact that any top prospect, whether they are the first pick in the draft or whether they are the last pick in the draft, once they are drafted, we don't see them for three or four or five years sometimes. I always belabor that. But that also adds up to these moments like this. When, when you're talking about Gutierrez, the quotes that were in the, the inquiry are just amazing. He said, quote, I just became very emotional. Tears were running down my face. And then I proceeded to call my mom, my coach that I worked with in Miami as well. I just had all the emotions going on. Really, I feel so happy I got the call. Everything I've done in the past has been to get to this moment. And, and I, I love that. And, and he goes on to say, um, I had kind of a chip on my shoulder and said, okay, it's time for me to get back to where I was. Talking about before the 80-game suspension that he got for performance enhancers last year. Or I think it was two years ago. It's time for me to be Vladimir. The It's time for me to be the Vladimir Gutierrez that I know and that everyone knows as well. I I love stories about prospects getting the call, especially guys that have really had to work for it. Because Gutierrez has always kind of been like in the the top fifteen to twenty range when it comes to Reds prospects. Once you get past top 10, people start to taper off with how much they care about a prospect. Once you get past top 15, you might as well not even exist. And that's kind of a harsh reality. It's, it's not fair to say that to some of these guys that are really working every single day to try and make it to the major leagues, but that's just the reality of most fans. And Gutierrez was always kind of in that realm. So it's going to be great to see what he can bring to the table if you look at just the rudimentary scouting report that they have on Fangraphs. They have the prospects report. If you go to Fangraphs.com and you you look up Vladimir Gutierrez, they have the numbers. The fastball is a 55. Now, this is on a scale of 30 to 80. I'm sure someone knows why they came up with the scale whatever the scale is 30 to 80 if it's a 30 it's really bad if it's an 80 he's like 
a demigod or something. But anyway, fastball 55, slider 60, curveball 60, changeup is currently a 50, but they say it could get as good as a 55, and his command's a 45. And his FV, his future value, is a 40, which means that they probably believe he's going to be an okay major leaguer, maybe a little bit below average. The stuff is good. The command is the question. And that's kind of always been his mantra in the minor leagues. In fact, to this point this year, if you look at his numbers, you're going to be wowed by two things, the strikeout numbers and the ERA. Now, I will caution you with the ERA. Currently, in his three starts, it sits at 265, 2.65. If we all know what I'm going to say, it's a small sample size. But if you also look at the batting average on balls in play, Vladimir Gutierrez has been amazing this year, and part of that is because he's getting really lucky. His BABIP is 171, and the percentage of runners left on base is 93.8%. Those numbers aren't sustainable, in, even in AAA, much less in the majors. So before you see 2.65 ERA and think, boy, this guy's going to come up and set the world on fire, pump your brakes a little bit. I really want him to have good strikeout numbers and good walk numbers, though his walks per nine were actually in these three starts this year are the highest of his career in any season to this point. At the same token, if he can just keep the control in check, get a couple of swings and misses, and limit the damage that the Cubs are going to do on Friday, then slot this guy into the rotation until we get some guys healthy. Because right now the Reds are out of options. We're not looking at a dearth of just amazing talent that can be plugged into the rotation. We've got Vladimir Gutierrez, maybe Tony Santion, and then a whole bunch of question marks and Nicoladolo and Hunter Green, who some of you are probably saying, well, you better call those guys up. They're talented. You don't want to rush them. You rush those guys, you turn them into Homer Bailey. So we don't want that. Um... So Vladimir Gutierrez is kind of who we're hoping for. And they might have to get creative with a couple of bullpen days with TJ Antone. And they used Brad Brock in a long situation yesterday. So maybe they can get creative with a bullpen day here or there. But to rely on that every fifth day is very taxing. So Vladimir Gutierrez's start on Friday is a big one, not necessarily just for him and his career and the awesomeness that has been the story of his career to this point. To see where it will go from here will be amazing. But it's also big for the Reds because they really need this to not be horrible. I'm not even saying they need it to be good. They just need it to not be horrible. And that's what we're hoping for on Friday. I know that that doesn't really expire a lot of confidence, but that's where we are with the injuries on this team. All right, real quick, speaking of Vladimir Gutierrez, I want to take a quick run around the minor leagues and kind of give you an update on what's happened so far with all the teams. Last Yesterday, spoiler alert, they all lost. But we're going to talk about what's going on with some of the top prospects here in our next segment. But before we get to that, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients, Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. 
They also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. I've got a great way for you to get off the bench and get in the game and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today. That's at betonline.ag. They are the number one sports book that I trust with my money when it comes to my sports wagering. And you should too. BetOnline.ag has all the best lines when you're talking about Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA as they're heading into their playoff season, or as well as combat sports like UFC and boxing. Check it out today, BetOnline.ag. And when you do, set up your profile with the promo code Locked On. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit just for typing that in. That's BetOnline. Dot AG and the promo code locked on to get 50% more on your initial deposit. You can check out the money lines on all the games happening today, the run lines or the point spreads, depending on which sport you're looking at. And they've got great prop bets as well. You can hone in on individual players. If you think that they're going to have a big game, you can throw some money on that today. That's betonline.ag. And when you set up your profile, type in the promo code locked on. So with that uh, game on pause that's going to finish up today, I took a look around the minor leagues yesterday to see what was going on. All four teams for the Reds had tough days. They they all lost in some capacity. The only close game was Daytona. They lost 4-3. to three. Reese Hines did homer. That was his fourth homer of the season. He's batting just a cool 204 right now. But he had a home run in that game. The rest of the Reds minor league affiliates kind of got blown out. Dayton lost 15-5. to They did have a couple of interesting performances, including Jacob Herdebees, who went 3-for-3 three three with three singles, three steals, a run scored, and an RBI, and he had a walk. Pretty good day for Jacob. And then you also look at Quinn Cotton, who was 2-for-5 with a steal and a run scored. But mostly that was a pretty pedestrian game for them. Chattanooga lost 11-3. to They did have a nice uh, a couple of hits from Eleo Lopez. Leonardo Rivas, the only guy still here from that Rysel Iglesias trade that happened all the way back earlier this year, he actually had a pretty decent day. He went two for three. He had a walk, a double, and a run scored. And Mario Bautista, who was just promoted from Dayton to Chattanooga, went one for three as well. And then you look in Louisville, Louisville lost 10 to three. They had a multi-hit game from Alfredo Rodriguez, who is the only player on the bats who is hitting above 300 right now. And really the only player on the bats that's hitting with any kind of average that you look at and you say, Hey, that's nice. Everybody else has a really rough average. Although Dwight Smith Jr. Did have a multi-hit game. Way to go, Dwight. Two for three with a walk and two RBIs. And Riley O'Brien Gave up two runs in five and two-thirds innings. He labored through those five and two-thirds, though. He, the two runs was really something that he scattered because he gave up six hits and four walks. He did have 
five strikeouts. You might remember, right, Leo O'Brien, he was the acquisition from the Rays in the Cody Reed trade. But when we look around the minor leagues, I mean, we've heard a lot about our men Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. But just to kind of give you an update on things not related to Lodolo or Hunter Green, just kind of giving a quick uh, rundown of the top prospects. Jose Garcia didn't play last night. He's on the temporary inactive list. He also had Austin Hendrick getting an off day. Resigns, like we mentioned, with the home run. He also had a strikeout. Tyler Callahan was 0 for 4 with two strikeouts last night. TJ Friedel had a decent day, 1 for 3 with a walk. And then you had Michael Ciani went 0 for 5 in Dayton's game. And uh, Gutierrez, of course, getting the call up. He wasn't pitching at all. And you just kind of go down the list. Michael Triana, two for four with a steal and a strikeout. So you're looking at these guys. We've mentioned before that the top guys, while they are performing pretty solidly, they're not close to the major leagues. Reese Hines and Tyler Callahan and Austin Hendrick are your three biggest positional prospects outside of Jose Garcia. They're all at low A. TJ Friedel is at AAA, and he's probably going to get a look at some point, I would think, this year. Maybe? I don't know. They keep looking at Scott Heineman a lot. But TJ Friedel could get a look. Michael Ciani is still – I say he's still in Dayton. That means that he's in high A now instead of low A, but that still means that he's not really that close. And I'm not looking at in terms of if they're in AAA, they're close. It's just TJ Friedel's been in the system for a while and probably deserves that kind of make-or-break shot coming up here soon. In fact, I know that Doug has said this before on the podcast, that it's not necessarily that you move through the system and once you're in AAA, you're officially able to be called up. There's been multiple guys that have gotten the call from AA. And I'll use this moment to plug our buddy Doug's website. If you don't follow RedsMinorLeagues.com, that is the single best place to get any information on the Reds farm system. Doug knows more than anybody when it comes to the Reds prospects. So check him out at redsminorleagues.com. And the way that the AAA roster is almost being treated this year is that it's kind of like a holdover for guys who could fill in in a pinch for the majors. And unfortunately, a lot of those guys, when you look at their numbers in AAA, are not inspiring. Now, like I mentioned, Alfredo Rodriguez got his average up over 300 last night with his multi-hit game. Nobody else on Louisville has an inspiring batting average. If we just look at this list of the guys on this list that have enough at-bats to really say that there's a sample size you can trust, Mark Payton does look okay. He's hitting 283, but he's coming up and going down so much that he's already on the Reds' radar. For guys that maybe... You looked at in spring training, you thought, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on him. Hopefully he can give the Reds some sort of depth this year. Nicky Delmonico batting a buck 93 with an OPS of 661 in 57 at bats. You've got Chesler Cuthbert in 65 at bats. He's batting a, he's batting a buck 85, slugging 292. Dwight Smith Jr., he had the multi hit game last night, which is all well and good. In 56 at-bats, he's got a 196 batting average and a 543 OPS. Weirdly enough, he does get on base 32% of the time, almost 33% of the time, which is a lot higher than you would think for a guy that's batting a buck 96, but that is because he has drawn 11 walks. 
and he's only struck out 16 times. Chesler Cuthbert, again, 11 walks and 12 strikeouts. He's had a lot more at-bats, though, than Dwight Smith. So you just you look at some of these guys, and you think that they're not that far off in AAA. It's not necessarily true. Some of those guys aren't really performing. And some of those guys, you're probably not looking at the numbers specifically. You're like, well, they're just quadruple-A guys. They're, they're waiting in the wings for somebody to get hurt, and they'll get caught up anyway. And that's true, because that's where this farm system is. Your, your talented guys are still a ways away. Austin Hendrick, Reese Hines, Tyler Callahan are probably two or three years away. And you've got Jose Garcia that... While some have loved what he has done so far this year, you still got to see it for a larger sample size. I still want to see good plate discipline for a while before I say I'm ready to trust him with the reins at shortstop. And that's just that's just kind of how it is. It's kind of how it's going to be. So we've got this uh, suspended game that's going to get finished today. It is a nine-inning game. That begins at two. They're in the bottom of the fourth. They are going to go all nine innings as they were last night. The second game tonight, which they have announced will not start before 7.05 p.m., is a seven-inning game. So they're going to play it like it was a doubleheader or something like that, which is nice because the Reds have to pick up their bags and go because they got a 2.20 game on Friday in Chicago. Now, Vladimir Gutierrez is going to meet them there. He is still in Louisville right now. He'll meet the Reds in Chicago for that start. Really looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the table for them then. But before that happens, the Reds have a marathon of a day today that begins at 2.05. Going to be tweeting all about it. Going to be all over it. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at LockedOnReds. And make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. And you know what? I asked a question earlier. Can we trust Nick Senzel? Is he injury prone? Can the Reds trust Nick Senzel with the future of their franchise? I want to know what you think. 513-549-0159 is the Lockdown Reds line. Coming up on Friday's episode, we have got Jeff's Junk Mail. So get in your questions, your reactions, all that stuff to 513-549-0159 or the Twitter handles as well, but that will do us for today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.